make your daddy proud. You hear me? I'm gonna make you proud, daddy. I'm gonna make you so proud. You make your daddy proud. You're gonna be so proud. Proud? Proud. Probably the best way to get into it, then. I guess so. Well, a bit of uh, new business off the top. Yeah, we've had a little bit of like a, a varied schedule through the holidays, as it is. You know, things happen. Life. Life comes at you fast. Pretty fast. Yeah. I don't know if you guys knew this. Sometimes, if you look away, you might miss it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got some life that's going to come at you pretty fast. Yeah. This is going to, to be... Band-Aid. Yeah. This is going to be the last episode of the Skimbo Lounge for a while. Yeah, for a little bit. Why is that? We're working on the logistics of what this is going to look like working forward, which is a very official way of me saying, Rory and I have not talked about it at all, but we'll talk about it at some point. Yeah. What kind of format we're going to move to. Very true. Uh, I am moving to Portland, Maine. Yeah. Go Lobsters. And I am not. And Rory is not. And now during COVID, we tried to do the... Like, we'll make it work. <laughs> we can still make it work long yeah. distance. And and we lost like 90% of our audience doing so. <laughs> yeah. So we're not going to try that again because so, we'd rather it just be interesting when we show up again later. <laughs> I will say, um, Jeff and I, through the other podcast, have the uh, Google Meet software me. where you can record it. So we could have a video podcast. We dude. could. We could try the video format. We might. We might. We'll get. I mean, I'm gonna get a little stir crazy. All I'm doing is looking for jobs. Hey, I told you I'll be the canary in the Portland cold mine. It looks like a good spot to in the cold mine. Stop <laughs> in the old cold mine. In the old cold mine. It's a hot, hot world, and thank God for the people in the cold mines. And they're gonna melt our hearts with an icy island song. They're. Uh, they all risk that dreadful ice lung you get. Yes, you've seen the pictures. We had to. That's what. That's how we have child rights and child labor laws is from the cold mines. Because we lost too many children down <laughs> Harvesting there. ice cubes. Well, it's just because later in life they had nubs for fingers because they lost them to the frost and uh, they couldn't play Xbox. And that was the tragedy. So child labor laws were invented. I mean, like, you know, somewhere in like the early 2000s, you know, back when dinosaurs existed. Anyway, sorry, this has been my report. <laughs> yeah. Doing it like a sixth grade report. And in conclusion, <laughs> big vape hit. Crowd Huge, goes wild. Yeah. That's seventh grade, baby. Yeah, and that's what I'm going to Portland to do: teach seventh grade. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. The way I look at it is like, if, as the Rough Riders would say in their anthem, that you stop, drop, set them up, open up shop. Uh huh. If it looks like Portland's that kind of place, obviously I'll tell you. Oh yeah, I'm just gonna drag some people up there, trying to get the crew, all, all the whole the whole Skimbo crew. We're all we're all moving to Portland. That's right. I, I've looked at uh, a couple of maps of Portland. I'm like, eh, what is the fuck? There's not really much going on there. No, no, there's not Come really a lot going on. It's very, very just like, it's one of those things where I'm like, it seems interesting, but then you go and you try to look it up. And you're like, let's check out Portland. And they're like, did you mean Oregon? And you're like, no. I think you meant Oregon. Like, are you sure? 
It's not too late to mean Oregon. Yeah. No, I whipped a couple of job applications up that way just for funsies. I saw that the place that uh, you are going to work has other applications or other positions open. Oh, sure. I and bet. I could go do like facilities and just be a weird, creepy janitor. The wise janitor. Yeah. But then again, I don't think it pays very well. I'm sure it doesn't because the way yeah. that I got my job is it's a newly created position. And they went, well, he's never done what this position entails. But before, neither has anyone. So we can... We don't have to pay him that much. Yeah, is that right? I don't think they're being shady. I just think it's they're like, hey, new position. This is what it is. You've never done this before. Argue why you should make more money for this thing. Yeah. And I would go, I do not have an argument for that. (laughs) Thank you for the money. Yeah, that's fair. Thank you for whatever money you've decided to give me in this our recession. You stick out if you stick it out for more than uh, you know, the year, you always just gotta argue for whatever inflation was. That's it. Just argue for inflation. Which, Which will sucks. be great after this year. Because it's like, oh, uh, 7%, please? And they laugh in your face. Scalding coffee right to the nads. Mm-hmm. Like, I bet you your tuition's going up by 7%, and then they fire you. <laughs> he knows. Because I'm back doing the lounge, baby. He knows the secret. That's all it's going to take. It's going to take, uh, take a year. This is try and unionize. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get all the people who got jobs that they don't know how to do, and we're all going to get together and argue we need more money to keep fucking up. Do you hear the people <laughs> sing, sing the song of angry men? Where do we find the registrar and the bursar, too? Yeah, that was, I was like, how are you going to fit bursar in there? <laughs> uh, For the people in this job, we do not know what we have done. So, I don't know. That's when you say like nothing's going on in Portland. I'll be completely honest. I'm trying to not have a bad attitude about no, this I from the onset. <laughs> no, Rory, walk it out with me cuz I'm I'm dipping into your territory here where I'm going to take what should be a good thing and go, here's what's fucked up about it. Yeah. Well, yeah, no. Trust me. I I have the ability to do that pretty well. You've taught me well over I'm the years. I'm too much of a glass half empty kind of guy. You know, I'm staring at the glass, willing it to be half full. I'm but one of those like, where did they source this milk from? <laughs> I bet you know we're good. I bet you those cows are sad. Is this ethical milk? Is, does the question of it being half full or half empty really matter? And the question of where's the other half of my glass of milk? Why is no one asking questions about where that wealth went? Yeah, where is my other half a glass of milk? Is really my question when people ask me that. You know, where is it? I I want the other. Who's taking my milk? Is it you? Did you take my milk? And then you get a little angry with them. You should do that at your next job interview. <laughs> we, we want to ask you a question. Rory, would you say you're a positive person? Would you say you believe in the power of positive thinking? You're a glass half empty or a glass half full kind of guy. I really hope no one ever asks me thing. that. Yeah, if you ask me that question. Who took my, my fucking milk? milk? And you just knock all the shit off their desk. You, uh, it's weird. He scored really well in the aptitude tests. That's a weird thing. I've been scoring really well in these weird aptitude tests that they give you for these jobs. It'll be like, oh, you want to work in this warehouse picking parts for Amazon? Or like something really like that doesn't sound fun or fulfilling. How many hard-boiled eggs can you yeah. eat? And you answer all these weird questions being like, there's a situation that where your shift's about to end, but you've really got to finish this thing before blah. And then Mike comes over, and he's got a green dinosaur in his front lapel. And they're like, what the fuck does... And then they like they ask you the series of questions. I for like whatever reason like how ha- you know all you have to do is pay attention. The question is usually really obvious to answer, so you usually end up scoring really high aptitudes on it. But no matter what, whenever a company asks me for one of those, 
and I send it along pretty immediately afterwards. They're like, okay, fuck that guy. And they just, they just <laughs> reject me. And my aptitude always like, cause you can see it, it always tells you what your score was through these websites, you know, like monster or indeed or blah, blah, blah. Because if you really fuck it up, they're like, Hey bud, Hey champ, you scored, <laughs> you, you got Forrest Gump level on that last one, bud. And don't be wrong. He's really great at some things, but apparently not spatial acuity tests. Uh, so why don't you take that again? But if you do really well, it tells you great, fantastic. Don't do this again. You scored a uh, expert on these, you know, you know how to use a pallet jack. Good for you, buddy. Keep a- this one. AC versus DC. Fuck me. What are you, Edison? <laughs> and uh, so you send it along. And for some reason, I just don't ever get the call back. Dude, it's absolutely fucking brutal. This is literally the only job that responded to me, which I, probably makes them feel bad. Like, yeah, you won by default. There were no other eligible. Well, it makes me sad because the jobs that uh, I have looked at that have... Um, I've said no to like a fool have been ones that involve automotives, right? Uh, which I know nothing about cars. Like you can learn. I was like, uh, no, I don't really. And it was, it's all, they've always been sales jobs. I don't want to be a salesman, but for some reason, when I talk to people like you should be a salesman, Well, you would be good at it. I don't want to, but you, I'm not be. saying you should. I'm saying you would be good at Listen, it. Listen, let me give all the qualities that make a good salesman. Let me just tell you namely why. the ability to just talk at people until they do what you want. <laughs> Let me tell you why you're never going to bring that up again. <laughs> because we're never doing the show again. Yeah, that's fair. Ooh, good point. I'm just kidding. Ouch. Or am I? Uh, ooh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, but like automotive stuff, I don't really care about cars. Um, one was investment based in uh, index fund for annuities. And that would have been my whole world. Also, I had to move to Tennessee into like a deep red pocket zone to start working for this company. And there's the chance that three to five years in, in order to advance my career there, I would have had to move to Lansing, Michigan. So <laughs> I kind of looked down the barrel of the next 13 years of my life and went, I don't think I really want to do this. Um, and then the other one was working in a machine shop, basically where like the chance of me getting cut, <laughs> you know, probably would have gone up pretty high. It would be kind of dope though, if you could just like, take your shirt off and do the Christian Bale thing from the machinist. <laughs> not that they not, walk in and you're uh, just doing that on your lunch. Rory, you're fired. Pretty sure they fired me pretty immediately. Pretty I just want a normal job again, doing something. That's the thing that man. pays me fairly decently. <laughs> it doesn't exist. Oh, uh, you're asking for a hell of a lot. Well, well buddy. the thing is, is like, I have no aptitude anymore for anything. You know, like I set my path over the past 10 years of like, oh, everybody I know is thing. like, I got my master's and I did something better for myself. I'm like, yeah, I didn't. I kept doing these, uh, you know, like facilities based jobs, which I'm really good at, but also like, do you have any management experience? I'm like, no, oh. I don't because no one's ever made me a manager. Like, Ooh, you gotta have five years management experience. Do you have any like starting management <laughs> positions? Well, no, we don't. Okay, then. <laughs> I guess we'll talk later. Yeah, I'll go work somewhere else. I think that's probably for the best. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, man, I have the master's degree, and I am I am standing in the exact same position as I was last year and the year before that, and hey, for eons before that. You're moving to the fast-paced world of Portland, Maine, Mister Portland. Up. Portland. I'm gonna be shucking clams. Portland. <laughs> it honestly, the the one of the you bigger it? problems with this thing is Portland feels like someone else's city. If that makes sense. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, we grew up in Vermont, so Burlington was always kind of the big city growing up until you went there enough. You're like, there's not really much here. I mean, there's stuff, but. And I, I went to school up there, so I'm nostalgic yeah. about it. Well, sure, which is fun. And it is the fun place in well, Vermont. Sure, but then you like compare it to Boston or New York City or any other real major city. And you're kind of like, huh, kind of small. So you get from what you walk it in a day. <laughs> Just kind of. The, the thing is. About, which is kind of nice, though. But Well, the nice thing about New York City and Boston and Austin for me was I was psyched about those places. And I had a good feeling about them. And I sure. got there and I was like, yes, absolutely. You can make your way here. Yeah. Well, you're moving somewhere for a job. You've always right. moved to a place and gotten a job. Or not gotten a job. Or not I gotten had a to job. leave that place I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, See well. also Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. And then there's COVID. COVID. Huh? Yeah. See, I mean, See previous episodes. <laughs> just the <laughs> Or remember your life. That so that's what's tough for me is like oh I'm for the first time I'm moving for a job, mm-hmm. and I got a lot of questions about this whole experience. So I don't know, man. Here's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna find like a job in nowhere, Kansas. Like working on a ra- <laughs> they'll never accept me. Working some random job that just like I'll look at the area, be like, wow, I can get a studio apartment out here for six hundred bucks a month, and I can get this job over here where I make that a week. Okay, perfect, and I'll just go move there for a couple of months. And you'll do your thing, and I'll go living in a shed nearby, just walking to work. Local local place to have some beer out of work. Shuck them up. Yep. It's just an old uh, storage crate, just kind of like retrofit out. It's nice. Great that's, place. That's nice. A little mm-hmm. tiny home. Mm-hmm. Except it's behind an Arby's. Yeah, exactly. I um, I think you should do that. Yeah. I think you should just pick a random place Idaho, and hunker maybe. down for as long as I'm in Portland. Yeah. Just go somewhere crazy. Yeah. Change my name. What brought you out here, Earl? <laughs> not, only a couple people know my uh, real name for, you know, just because I can't get a fake driver's license. Come on. Too much work. So but like the hotel just, where you live, they yeah, know your real name. I'll just set up my nickname as something else and it'll just stick. So they'll just know me as something else. Him? We call him Fat Tits. <laughs> <laughs> he picked it himself. It's ironic, you Gotta see. I tell you, I just kind of stuck. <laughs> Anyway, fat tits, get your fat tits over here. Yes, sir. Break that concrete, fat tits. Mm-hmm. I just swing a hammer on it. We love it. Clink. You fucking love it, don't you? <laughs> you don't even care if you get a repetitive motion injury. You're just happy to be here, aren't you, you dumb son of a bitch? <laughs> and you're just silent over there, but in your head, you're like, he's the first one to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they won't find his here. body. Yeah. We got to look for this guy's name's Earl. <laughs> We, you're look, officers, you're looking for a man named Earl Fat Tits Smith. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's perfect. He's real easy to find. You see, he's white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get right on that. See, your thing sounds so much better than mine. You'll be fine. You just got to do the same thing up there. Just start, tell everybody your nickname is something weird. I should. It, it really is Clean Slate City. Because you're going to live with, have you met any of the people in person that you're going to live with? Have uh, you seen the space? Like, what's the deal with the place you're, you've decided to live? Let's talk about that. Let's, let's talk let's, about that. Let's break that. that down a little bit. Let me give out my address real quick so you guys talk can about look it up on Zillow. yourself more. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd be happy to. <laughs> Uh, it's, uh, I'm living with four other people, one of which is a, or, uh, uh, including a married couple in that equation. Oh, there's a married couple. There's a young, I suspect Mormon married couple. House? Apartment. House. Okay, house. So you're living in a house. Yes. Fuller house. Theoretic. Oh, full of the brim. Step by step. Busting. 
day by day by. Oh, what other sitcoms we got going on here? Days go by. The family. This week, Urkel finds a herpetic lesion on his pubic mound. Well, and he has to lance it. Really. Did I do that? <laughs> Revolutionary stuff for basic cable. <laughs> the pus just hits Carl Winslow in the eye. Did I do that? It's the more- Save her. <laughs> Hi, Laura. I don't know why I made him Jewish. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can get away with that. Because he also kind of is. So. It's great. It's great stuff. It's so great that he took over that show when they wanted it to be about like family life for, uh, you know, Steve Winslow and his family. Carl Winslow. Carl Winslow, Steve. How Steve dare Urkel. you? <laughs> Carl Winslow ratings. I got Urkel me. on the brain. He was so effective, you see? And then he came in, ratings boomed, and they're like, this is the show now. And I'm pretty sure, I don't know, the uh, what was the name of the wife? Estelle? Or is that the grandmother's name? Uh, well, now you're really taxing me here. Right? You're the one who's supposed to know. Laura, Steve, and Carl. Those are only three I remember. Yep. Oh, man, that's going to bug me. That's going to because the older brother, what's his name? What's the older brother's name? See, there's also no way to play this game without being hugely racist. <laughs> Great. Because you can say Bobby or you can say Jamarcus. Well, and listen, one yeah, way or another, you've really fucked up. Carl is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, Carl, Steve, and Laura is what we got so far. So I got to be honest, if you went with Jamarcus, yeah, you would be racist on that one. You're right. Congratulations. But the twist is cousin Jamarcus is quiet. Terrible. I fucking. It's like that guy who lived in the van outside of the step by step. What was his name? Was was he someone's stepbrother? Dude, that was show. Cousin. That show was like proto stepbro. What are you doing? <laughs> I guess in that way, Brady Bunch was that. Brady, Brady Bunch, Bunch was proto incest. Not even just Brady Bunch, but the the movie they made the parody it way later was one hundred percent. Oh, they one hundred percent were like cheapers, Bobby. They don't. What's that under your duvet? Right into that. Yeah. Which good for them. <laughs> Did you build a miniature teepee in your pants? That's so inventive, Greg. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Marsha. Those movies sneaky good, just because like they know exactly what they are. They're super hammy. I don't think I've ever seen both of them all the way through. I've probably seen enough of both of them to make one movie. Really enjoyable stuff for me. Really great. Can't, can't recommend it enough, but I like bad stuff. And it's bad, but it's in the, like they meant it to be that way, you know? They Which, had to. In many ways, that's the that's the real bugaboo with bad, right? Mm-hmm. It's either they were trying to make it bad like Baywatch with The Rock. Sure. My new mortal enemy, The Rock, going into 2023. Oh, yeah. Sure. We can talk about that. Yeah. No, I mean, everyone, I'm pretty clear. Wait, did we not have the Black Adam discussion on well, the show? We, I think we did, didn't we? Where it's... I said he's the biggest narcissist on the planet, and well, this is just to prove he can beat Superman. Yeah, what a shame that uh, that's the way that all shook out. Again, dude, he's going to he's gonna want America on his side, because one day he's going to explode like a big mold of jello. He's just going to fall apart. The second they're like, Mr. Johnson, <laughs> you can't if do you this keep anymore. putting these needles in your ass, you're going to die. Yeah, this is your heart cannot take this Time anymore. to become a beloved fat guy. Yeah, time to ease up, do more comedies with Kevin Hart, but in a different way, you know? Yeah, you're 60 now. You need to look like your character at the beginning of that artificial intelligence movie or whatever I'd it was I'd really like they did. to hope that if he's really smart, which we don't know, uh, he would have like the age already set where he's like, this is it. This is the peak. And I'm going to taper myself down nice and slow. 
So like I don't just fall the fuck apart, you know, takes care of himself, does the Schwarzenegger kind of, you know, keeps working out. Just get tits. Yeah. Just let yourself develop tits. You've earned it. Yeah. Listen, if the I've rock earned it too. if the right, you're <laughs> right, Rory, yeah. you worked hard for those. They're great. Fat tits. Yeah. <laughs> just get fat tits. The rock. It's not that big a deal, okay. dude. Everyone would love him if he didn't try so hard. See, that's the thing is he's been exposed as a narcissist and a try-hard, Rory, mm. and I'm going to bully him. It's too bad. He needs a bully. Who just – what was the name of that guy, too, who just got – like police just took him down for trafficking? Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate. What a glorious day. Really horrible stuff that he did. Really horrible. You don't want it to be that to I take just, Andrew Tate down. I but. just love seeing all of the stuff that – like I went through and watched it because like I didn't really know a ton about him. I'd seen him once or twice like pop up, you know, uh, on the internet in various places and I was like, "Who the fuck is this asshole?" I heard him speak for like 3 or 4 minutes and went, "Okay, fuck this guy." Yeah. Moved on. Only thing I ever watched was Hassan Piker um really shut him down on his own stream one day. Just really fucked him up bad cuz like he just doesn't you know, well, he's a moron. He does. Yeah. He's so stupid and he just does not understand how debate works. So he just got destroyed, you know, by somebody who understood how to just turn his words against him hard. But he doesn't have to be right or accurate because no. his following is like, you don't understand. It's a bit. Well, and that's the thing. It's they, like, well, no, he's a s alleged sex trafficker, which makes it not a bit. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, he really does hate women. Yeah. He's a real piece of shit. And it's funny because you say that like after the guy left his stream. This stream continues, and the people who are there, his sycophantic friends, are like, "Bro, I don't even, I didn't even understand, honestly, like what the dude was fucking saying to you. Like, like I didn't even, I kind of checked out. You don't know? worry, I'm stupid too. They were. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Just a couple of yes men who That's... were making money by hanging out with Andrew Tate. Yeah, and he was just sitting there, like he had to, he had to take his headphones off at a certain point, light a cigar, and like chill out because he got so fucking angry. It was incredible. Yeah, and you it's can't be seen great. yelling at a nerd, yeah. a nerd with luscious hair. Well, I'm loving that. I think 2023, if I can really hope above all hopes, it's going to be that the serpent finally eats its own tail, and we start watching a lot of this alt-right shit fall the fuck apart. Because like, I don't know if you've been watching the whole Speaker of the House shit go on. Sure. But uh, it's really fan-fucking-tastic. It's pretty funny. Watching them bicker and get nowhere, because that's if that's what they do with their majority, you know? Uh, like the chance of they're going to gridlock themselves, and then yeah, the next election cycle, they're like, "We need to end the gridlock in the Congress," and it's like, "Look, yeah, but you did it to yourself." The internet doesn't necessarily love the right; they love pissing people off. Right? They love the dank memes, bro. <laughs> they love the fucking. They love it when somebody gets upset. Somebody outs themselves as being stupid. Somebody outs themselves as being a hypocrite and allows themselves to be lampooned. So when they get destroyed and then they come around, like, oh, I'm trying to be, and they just get made fun of even more. That's what the internet fucking loves. And the internet doesn't forget. So after all this time of looking at the Dems and being like, you guys didn't get fucking shit done and having the GOP stand there and be like, look at the border. What are they doing about the border? So the border's go on, a mess. You go on Hannity. Border's a mess. Tucker Carlson, why don't the Democrats care about the border? And they just, it's like they're clearing calls. So if they don't do shit about any of that, like if nothing gets better in any way, people are just going to sit there and laugh at them.
next election cycle. Well, that's what the left needs to figure out is they need to they need evolve to into shit. the dirtbag left and not Dude, be afraid. A- like, don't go in for identity politics and use your powers. Mm-hmm. Like, AOC should be there. She should take cuck back. Well, no, dude. Start calling her opponents cucks. I'm not even sure the left has to do anything anymore. What I'm saying, I think the right. Well, they won't. Don't worry. Well, yeah, no, but like, or they'll try, and it will be wildly lame. But the the fact. Look, it's an NFT of Hillary Clinton dabbing. Yeah. Oh, great. That nice didn't sell. Yeah. That's when you hear me cocking the gun. Great stuff. Trump's NFTs got me pretty close. I was like, wow, he's really doing it, huh? Yeah. Don't worry, those won't be worth anything eventually he's adorable it's, well there's there's like a whole bot like i won't bore everybody with it but like there's a whole system that was in place that really inflated the value of those things of course like they were a lot of them were traded over and over like by bot accounts you know mm-hmm. so their value is really inflated but some people made out like bandits on the trump nfts i gotta give it to them because again millions of dollars of idiot money flew into those i love that announcement one of the prizes you get yeah. dinner with me is that a good prize i don't know i think so yeah and you have to pay for it yourself getting there hell yeah <laughs> yeah you had to pay for the whole fucking to trip eat shitty meatloaf yeah. at mar-a-lago seriously you had to pay for the whole trip there was nothing about it that was for you just the, the part of the trip that was the prize part of it was meeting trump Everything else you paid for. You figure it out. Yeah. Seriously. You pick the <laughs> restaurant. Don't be wrong. Just be here at this time. Don't be late. Like, that was kind of what it was. I hope you lived in Florida. <laughs> Maybe I'll show up. Yeah. You imagine? I flew from Alaska, sir. <laughs> this is such an honor. Spend everything to me. Yeah. Ew, you're from Alaska. Gross. Yeah. I bet your wife has a hairy bush. Some dude comes from out in the middle of nowhere, Russia. <laughs> Doesn't even speak English. I think I recognize you. <laughs> I don't know why I'm turning him into Marlon Brando. Yeah. I wish I could do that. My opponent. You gotta get. I gotta get a little cotton balls in yeah. my mouth to. Balzini. It's good. It's pretty good. Oh no. Yeah. Breathe a little heavy. Oh no no. I can do the heavy breathing. I just got it. There's something on the table that's driving me crazy. What are these fucking things in front of you? What are these things? Yeah. What is this? Ah, uh, they appear to be some kind of jolly s'more treat. Okay, yeah. I just was wondering. Would you like one? Fuck no. I I'm real want. wary of the homemade stuff that makes its way through here. Yeah, I just, I look at this and I go, don't be wrong, the, it's it's graham cracker with like a lightly toasted malo and a little bit. They'd probably look nice on a plate, freshly made. Well, at this point, the, the chocolate it's is like part of powder. the cookie, I think, and that's where I'm like, no. If it was like. It's a little David Cronenberg for my taste. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a good like, reference. Kind of like you guys a, weren't dumb. Yeah, if you uh, if you know what we're talking about, that's kind of what this bag it's telling us to kill it. Some of these things don't have any toppings. What the fuck is this? Yeah, it's like a. I'm telling you, it's um it when Ripley dry. goes into that one alien movie and they're trying to replicate her. Oh yeah, yeah, and it just kill me. Don't destroy. And she just cries a little bit, and they she. Torches and oh, so good. Yeah. yeah, God, the alien movies are great until you get to Resurrection. Oh, it's yeah. all downhill from there. Oh, they're really bad. Yeah, I um, I don't know the whole thing about Andrew Tate. One of the things mm-hmm. to yeah, like loop back to where I'm going to be living. Andrew Tate. I keep waiting for the day where it's like I'm walking to the bathroom and out of one of the roommates' rooms, I just hear Jordan Peterson. Well, actually, oh no, yeah. here's why women aren't allowed to have opinions. Oh man, after I did that thing, I still get angry. Like I got so many angry comments on Twitter when I made fun of him. They're a fragile Jordan. lot, those Jordan Peterson yeah. fans. Well, I got that tell I, you again, what. the greatest mind of our generation. Someone called him, and oh. I just 
it was one of those things like you should actually uh read the stuff that he says like you should read some of his stuff and i was like I have. Uh, yeah. It's not good. See, unlike you, we engage with the thing we're making fun of so we can make fun of it to its fullest potential. You do no reading and no research, yeah. dumb, which is why you're listening to Jordan Peterson. You, so went, you have nothing to really back it up with. Well, if I say Bartleby the Scrivener, do you know what that is? Yeah. Well, no, it's, you it's, don't. It's fun to know that there's people who probably didn't know who Jordan Peterson was until we talked about Jordan Peterson a little bit, which is nice. Um, well, actually... He's just like one of those guys that makes me like it, it makes me happy that there's, you know, people who don't know who he is. But it's also one of those things where I realize like I found him by going out of my way to find uncomfortable arguments from douchebags on the Internet. I honestly forget how I came across the Dark Professor. I came across the Dark Professor through uh, Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro is one of those people who you would, I would watch him do his little gish gallop debates sure. against like See, I skipped over against ben college students where he would go to like colleges and debate people where he always had a fucking answer for these guys who again he went through a whole program so that he could you know just shut down kids who don't have the same information in front of them um and you would watch these and they're very convincing you know to the to to someone who's just looking to get the right answer for themselves you know if you're looking for the type of person to give you the answer you already wanted and were already looking for, look no further than Ben Shapiro. If he's got the answers that you wanted, he can be a convincing motherfucker. And he'll lead you to people like Jordan Peterson, who just leads you down this fucking rabbit hole of victimization that just makes me so fucking sad. Dude, and it's crazy. Some people like... It's a very Alex Jones thing and a very Tim Pool thing, where like back in the day, Tim Pool fucking was fucking Pool. flying... He was like documenting uh, Occupy. It's like flying yep. drones through Occupy, which he'd probably like to fly drones through Occupy now, but he'd be bombing tents. Yeah. But like at the time, <laughs> he's like, this is an important thing. And then he became like radical centrist. And now he's like, if I don't get Donald Trump's dick in my mouth yep. in the next 45 minutes, then I'll blow up a hospital. It makes me so sad it's to insane. see what like our politics are in this country because like centrism is not existent it's not anymore. a thing it doesn't really exist like you if i don't i don't really believe anymore when people tell me they're republicans because of what republicans like i think when people tell me they're republicans now i think they assume that republicanism like republicanism now is what it was back in the 60s and 70s <laughs> or something because i see a lot of the policies of like i'm like what are these what are those people that you guys are voting against do to you and they're like what are you talking about I'm like really you don't you don't know like look at look at what your party's doing like oh that's that's fake news you're like that's not that's not really like they don't like have you oh, you want to talk about something let's talk about the border <laughs> like southern borders uh, mess uh, i don't know man i just like i think our like I, I look at people like oh yeah i'm a democrat i'm like oh so you're conservative by any other country you know you're you're like like it's conservatism now like it's not even like he it's not heavy conservatism but it's like a moderate conservatism like we we spend a bunch of money, which they say they don't like doing, but then they spend even more fucking money. So both sides are kind of the same thing. Like I'm just kind of getting. Ugh. But it all it all essentially like boils down to I'm eat this truffle, eat this truffle, because it all essentially just boils down to like two things. Yeah. I want money, and I don't want to get hurt. So if I'm going sure. to be like a democratic socialist guy, I want money. Mm -hmm. And I'm not being one of those people that like, well, uh, Hassan Piker's not an actual socialist because he makes money and he spends that money. Mm -hmm. It's like that's it's like a well-trod fallacy where it's like, oh, if you're a socialist, then why don't you get rid of your money? You know, like that whole thing. You can't be a socialist in a capitalist system. But I, it doesn't work that way. 
and but yeah, go on. So like the and those are the the primary motivating things I think for everyone. I don't want to die and I want money. Like was situation by situation you can kind of press people down into that so you act like you're vastly different. Well, I don't say you like I'm not part of it too. I'd like money. I don't want to sure. die. Actually, yeah, I do. Look, man. I mean, we don't even we we want money in so far as that it does things that benefit us. You know what I mean? We don't really quote want money. We want the things that money does for us. In that same fucking reference, pretty much any system of governance will work on fucking paper. That's why we look and discuss them. You know what I mean? That's why there are socialists. That's why there are communists. That's why there are fucking fascists. These people see a benefit to their worldview through that system, and that's why they fucking push that system. I'd love to say myself as a socialist, but I can see how in practice it gets fucking corrupted because we're only as good as the people who implement it. Fuck, man. We can go back to theocratic fucking feudalism and show how on paper that shit works. I'm going to be fine with it. I'm a serf. I don't even need to fucking read as long as you feed me and I'm happy. And at the end of the day, after I'm done tending my crops, I can go look at the fucking sunset with my plain, plain wife and plain, plain child. And there are people who want nothing more than that. That's, That's their fine, American dream. But ridiculous, Work man. hard. Get the gold watch. Go home. Your grandkids watch you die in an orange field or whatever happened at the end of The Godfather. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't breathe this <laughs> way. Aspirated on tangerine. <laughs> Yeah. I'd like to think that they poisoned that tangerine. <laughs> they knew. His enemies. Yeah. The Diabetes Council. <laughs> they got me. That's what did it. <laughs> they got me good. Oh, too much sugar. Oh, no. They just jacked. They, they shot that one. They shot this one <laughs> shot like the Fast and the Furious, and you watch the shot of citrus run through his body and into his heart and clog it and stop. <laughs> it just knocks all the plaque loose at once and just shoots all through his body. <laughs> they couldn't use that scene because at the end, the little kid sprayed him with a little too much water. A bit too funny. Papa. <laughs> sweet, sweet, sweet. Brando got up and kicked him. Motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, it was the second take. Where's your mother? Motherfucker. <laughs> that kid, he couldn't do any more. Bruise. Big old, big old black eye. To write it into the script. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your phone hit your head on a decorative gnome. It's just... <laughs> oh, There's a random shot between that and the funeral where you see a little, like, doll fly out of a window. <laughs> oh, you hit your eye. Punk. It's like all the off-screen stuff in uh, Freddy Got Fingered, where at the end, the kid walks into the propellers of the plane and it just sprays blood. Yeah. You just hear him go, I'm okay. Yeah, really, like, <laughs> awful. A Dadaist masterpiece, Freddy Terrible. Got Fingered. It's, it, I guess. Make I your daddy it. proud. I get it. I didn't like it. <laughs> still, oh, I don't like I it. I don't like it. It's but, brilliant. But it's brilliant in the way that he just... <laughs> Got a bunch of money to make the worst, dumb, fucking, pointless film ever. I got a bag of jewels, Betty. I got a bag of jewels. They gave me a million dollars. He spells it out. He's like, they gave me a million dollars. And I made this. <laughs> I made this. And it's awful. It's fucking fantastic. <laughs> he hides in a deer carcass on the side of the road. <gasps> he pulls over to jerk off a horse, Rory. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bury the lead. <laughs> I'm a fireman. The only part of that, <laughs> the only part of that movie I really enjoyed was when he puts the suit on backwards <laughs> and does the backwards man song. 
I like the skateboarding until the dude's shin busts out of his foot. The fu- compound fracture. When that happened, I'm like, oh, man, I'm never going to get on one of those ever again if I don't trust it. Like, skateboarding at the time, man, that scared the fuck out of me. Yeah, you don't want Tom Green to come up and start licking oh, the wound. I used to skate through fucking Boston. Now, me in my 30s realize how fucking dumb that was. Like, all I was going to take is some fucking asshole r- dropping a bottle in the fucking bike lane. For me to just, it just stops on my wheels and then I fall onto the glass. That's, I'm fucked. You know what I mean? But I was fine. I was fine. You made it. I ate shit once real fucking hard and in front of somebody too. Mm. Oh, God. Did you do it in front of a cute girl? Oh, yeah. She was pretty cute. Yeah. Oh, no. I went to look Did at her. Uh, I probably peed. I probably pooped. I crapped him. Like right oh, 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 he crapped. <laughs> I crapped him. him. No, I, uh, I was coming down a hill and uh, there was no bike lane because I was going to check out an apartment. And uh, I definitely have told this story. It's it's a time I've hurt myself. So I definitely have told this story in the Skimble Lounge. Go find it. Um, and, uh, you know, I passed this woman. Um, and up ahead, I did not notice that there was a big gap in the sidewalk like that. Mm. Like a tree was there. So one of the roots had lifted the tile up and in my way. And I was going fast enough where I wasn't going to just ollie and make that shit. And so I tried and failed. And I went forward and just my whole left leg was a meat crayon just Mm. and just rolled and oh it was real bad i sat there for a second and then that lady walked by i was like afternoon (laughs) she's okay i'm like yep not my first okay have a good one that's when you hit her with the classic line oh only thing i hurt was my pride i I might have said something stupid (laughs) like that like spittle move spit a little blood out from the cheek cut that i had now and Made my way off again. Whatever back. you tried to say was with a tongue that was partially bitten through. Oh, it, was, <laughs> it was bad. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Would you spit, like to go out from that? Spit a tooth? <laughs> yeah, it was great. Just got Mick Foley tooth coming out of your nose. Yeah. Uh, it was bad. Yikes. Never uh, never ate shit like that one, mm. I don't think. And I, I used to do dumb shit. Like, I crossed the bridge between Cambridge and, and Boston on my skateboard. Jesus. That was... Stupid. That would have been good. That was stupid. Oh, man. There was a time when I was like, I am going way too fast. And if a police officer sees me doing what I'm doing, I'm, I might get, I might get a, a nice stern talking to and a fine. Mm. Like, it was fine for skateboarders to use those lanes, but I was like, I'm going way too fast. Like, that's a car, and we are. There's a lot of traffic, but I am on pace with it. Yeah. Johnny Law wouldn't like that very much. Uh-huh. They usually don't. No. Not fun. He wouldn't have been happy with it if I'd been on a bike. The thing is, it's really your decision, man. If that's how you want to die, if you're okay with that, yeah. maybe you don't want to die. Oh, that at way. the time I was okay, okay with, with that. that <laughs> well, then you know who'd you hurt? Right, exactly. I'd call that a classic victimless crime. If I'm hoping for a nice screw in the road to just send my head hard like a lever, folks. Like think about uh, the the front wheel of my skateboard being like the the bottom of it, and just I'm, I. Boom! Just smash my face down into the ground. Yeah. If this is my day to go. Yeah. Immediately brain dead. Like they try to keep me alive for a couple of weeks, but they know, and eventually they pull the plug. I just, boom. I go into that weird realm, uh, 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 purgatory. Yeah. Right away. The weird realm. Yeah, you were right the realm. first time. <laughs> Some kind of version, you know. Sure. While I'm waiting for them to pull the plug. Some kind of weird. I don't know if it's like Enter the Void. I don't know if it's like that one episode of the Venture Brothers that's half Star Wars, half Barbarella. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know what it is. But it's that. You're that's going to find out. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to find out. When I did skateboarding though. to the bank. I guess I'm going to buy skateboard again. 
You should. You should. You should get a job at a bank and skateboard to it. Yeah. That's a very like independent rom-com character. I, I did apply to a bank up in Burlington. See? They sent me some canned response. Like, you should apply again. I'm like, uh, I don't know if that's the... I'll try a different bank. Thanks, though. So that's cool. You don't pay enough for me to do more. <laughs> kind of a thing. I have a hot tub. Yeah. Maybe that's why I don't have a job yet, though. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, well, good times. all I'm saying is make a little birdhouse in your soul for Portland. Consider yeah. it. If I'm like, if, oh, sure. again, Listen, if I'm if, looking like. If you find a nice apartment and it's not too expensive, then yeah. See, here's my story. <laughs> Did I tell you about the roommate thing? No. My choices were a place that was an eight-minute walk from my work. Yeah. Because there's no parking there, so I'm going to have to figure that out. Oh, that's fun. That's going to be there's great. No, there's no parking at your work. There's no like parking lot. You have to park on the street. You have to park on the street, or you can pay $200 a month to park in the parking garage next door. Or you can find a local church and give them $50 a month. And I think that's what I'm going to do. But this place would have been an eight-minute walk to my new job. And it was a beautiful place. And I would have had a bedroom. But not oh. just a bedroom. A room plus. Because there was a living room off oh, my bedroom own, like, that spot. the person didn't know what to do with. And she left it. is an art collector and an art appreciator and likes Twin Peaks and vinyl, and all this other fun stuff, we would have been homies, which she said was a big criteria for her. She's like 41. So she was like, I need someone that's like, chill. Yeah. And when I was like, Twin Peaks, she what? was like, yeah, Twin Peaks, exactly, what? good, and you're in. So that, so no, it didn't work out then, no. It was $1,200 a month without utilities. It's pretty tough, without utilities. So you're going to be spending more close to $1,300. Uh, correct, yep. yeah. And she just kept flaking on me. Like we had good conversations, but then it was like I wouldn't hear from her for three days. And be like, do I have this place or not? Had a couple other people in the pepper mill checking to see who was going to grind out. You know I what I'm saying? think <laughs> so. I would not give her. I would not blame her for giving preference to a lady. Yeah, I'm sure. That's every single lady because a guy like me wanders through and it's like, "Good morrow, pretty maiden," and like <laughs> doffs his fedora, itches his neck beard, and goes, "May I live here?" I'm sure that's happened to her a million times. Not Creepy. saying you know. That's it's weird. hard for women to trust men, I think, in a roommate situation. It's very much like the movie Barbarian. Which is ironic because I don't trust anybody. In a Correct. <laughs> I don't want to live with a pet. It's not even a roommate situation thing. It's just trust. I don't trust anybody. And why would you? I know, right? But like, that would have been a very like comfortable social household. That would have been great. The but drawback to that is I'm not sure like. Girlfriend would be like super enthused about it. <laughs> Not like I would do anything, hey. but who in their right mind would be like super comfortable with, with that? someone else? <laughs> I could be a eunuch and she'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> no. But what would you want with no, me then? Fine. I'm all but balls. So now you're living with a married couple and, and a bunch of other people, right? And, and the rent there is cheap. Got to drive to work and figure out parking. Mm. Um, you know, it's a house. It's like a basement and a main level and bedrooms upstairs. Ragers, eh? My room is pink. Hot. My room is very pink. That's hot. Like a hot pink. Uh, like a like a classic 80s, we're going to call it Molly Ringwald pink. Ooh, fun. Thanks for coming to my 16th birthday. You should only, uh, you should only play 80s songs when you're in there. I might. Com- commit yourself to it really fucking hard. I might stick to an aesthetic. Maybe Just I could get a Corey Hart poster. Only Breakfast Club. Oh, yeah. <laughs> only Breakfast Club. Hard Club. Hard. We're, we're going to extend <laughs> it to John Hughes. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that's, oh, that's pretty good. 
Classic John Hughes. Get a Fast Times at Ridgemont High poster and a bunch of other random fucking... Oh, man. Really deck it out. If you get like a Lamborghini or Ferrari poster... Oh, man. Oh, man. That's the Testarossa. <laughs> Dude. Oh, it's next to a framed Hall & Oates record? Sick. You're crazy. Yeah. You're fucking crazy, man. And like these people that live there are all ships in the night. They're just like... They don't hang. It's really? like a boarding house. Oh, so they just in and out. I've I've seen places like that. Yeah, it's a little weird. I'm all gonna try to have befriend all of them, but yeah, yep. See, I tried to befriend my roommates once in a sublet situation, um, and a lot of times when I, my living situations, it's been amicable. The people that I've been friends or friendly with, you know, friends ish, this and that. And one time I tried to be friends with them, and they were just like, "No, <laughs> why would we do that?" Yeah. They were just they were just like, nope. And I like I tried to use the living space more. And they're like, you got to stop using the living space so much. That's for everyone. I was like, no one ever used it. Like, yeah, because you were using it. I was like, I, I was putting myself out here to, to get to know you guys better. And then I were like, yeah. Well, you shouldn't have done that. Yeah. They're like, yeah, we, you know, we want to be able to use it our own way. And I'm just like, okay. I went out and bought a desk, put it in my room and never spoke to him again. <laughs> you were out of there fairly quickly. Is that uh, I broke the lease. There you go. Them, I gave them my deposit and moved on with my fucking life. Yeah. And the the my situation is for seven months. I'm taking over someone's lease. It is a seven-month wow. lease. Wow. So I'm giving myself seven months. All right. Give myself seven months. And at the end of seven that's months. That's some time. That's some time. It's that's, not a lot of time, time, but it's time. It's a good spot of time to go, do I want to do this? Because mm-hmm. it was a far more enticing option when I thought, like, yeah, everyone will come. You know what I mean? Because there was a lot of chatter around the group of, like, <laughs> everyone was, like, independently being, like, Portland, Portland, Portland. And I'm like, yeah, Portland, sweet. If I get sure. this job, that'll be sweet. And now everyone's like, fuck you. Well, so, to be fair, you know, uh, that's, like, a ways away, seven months. So, who knows? Who knows? You might all come crawling back to me. I mean, no, they're not going to move to Portland. Are you kidding? <laughs> that's my big question is, will you? I don't know. We'll man. find out. Portland. I'll let you know. Portland in seven months. I'll let Long you time know. Long between then and now. I mean, you come to me. I don't know, man. I'm a Balinese dancer now. I don't know. I live a whole other lifestyle now. A whole now, other Rory. life. I got to go practice my Matroshka. This is my lover, China Cat Sunflower. Yes, it's a Grateful Dead song. It's the only thing I could think of at the time. Anyway. <laughs> yep. Soy paste. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's the name of our child. Soy paste. Soy paste. Hold her. You can lick his head if you want. Yeah. That's fun. That's not bad. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. You'll see. You'll figure it out. It's an you experiment. You'll like it or you won't. You'll know. Like, you'll know. You just got to, the thing is, is like, you just got to let not let your roommates dictate how you feel about. No. You know, the whole thing. I'm going to try to really dive into every aspect of this because there's the living situation, the working situation, the city itself, and then like individual shit I want to do. I got to write way more this year. You got to like write in a journal. <laughs> in a journal. Dear journal you could be like doug from uh from the tv show doug i farted in front of my roommate again she didn't think it was as funny as i did (laughs) i miss pork chop i started calling her patty mayonnaise she didn't like that she doesn't get the reference yeah i wore my underwear on the outside of my shorts again (laughs) they did not appreciate it when you keep leaving the room going quail man is exiting the diner (laughs) people don't seem to think you're funny (laughs) <laughs> you're gonna make tons of friends anyway 
<laughs> and it just it always the night always ends with you ripping the page out and eating it. Just, mm-hmm. and just immediately like autoerotic asphyxiation yeah. in the closet. This will make me stronger. <laughs> I love it in Portland. I gotta get Rory up here. Do 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 do. This is great. This is a cartoon for people who like talking heads. Yeah, <laughs> yeah kind of. their aesthetic, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. Um, uh, like, bad. if you told me David Byrne, like, created that show, yeah. well, I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt you. Like, what do you think of Doug, David Byrne? Uh, 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 uh. I think it's funny. Yeah. I think it's funny, okay? <laughs> you don't know who the talking heads are. Get with it. I got a cartoon. It's about a kid named Doug. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's pretty good. Just a guy who did a lot of cocaine. Oh, he's the man. I a love David Byrne. A lot of cocaine. Sweet Uncle David. That dude did his body weight in cocaine, I bet. Regularly. Yeah. The way he moved, the way he sang. Oh, and he, uh, it's uh, on the uh, record. I mean, you just see him run off stage for a second. <laughs> he just starts doing <laughs> moon rocks instead. Wrong song. Hi. <laughs> yeah. Oh. He mean he put Chew in the Invisible Sandwich into his songs. <laughs> <laughs> and it it'll go from like I drift away to another land. Yeah. Pull me up. Yep. Talking Head's the best. Yeah, talking Head's pretty great. Um so yeah, we're we're gonna see how this goes. Yep, we're gonna see how this goes. You're fine, and maybe you'll see some content from us. Maybe you won't. I mean, if you, we do something, it'll end up on YouTube probably. And I'm th- I'm three hours away. I can usually That's be basically home. an eternity. Don't you? I've been doing that for over a year now for girlfriend of the pod. Yeah, and eventually you become desensitized to it. A three hour drive yeah. now means nothing. It passes in the blink of an eye. Oh, we shall see. You're like, oh, I'm so tired. <laughs> There's Taco Bell up here. There's no Taco Bell back home. Just want you to think about that and like, let me know what you want to do. That would absolutely be a power tanner move. It'd be like, come back from Portland. He'd be like, sick, dude. Do you want to stop at Taco Bell and Crumble Cookie before you come home? Just bring them on down. I don't care what temperature they are. Rock hard Crumble Cookies. Dude, Crumble Cookie fire hot. Not that good cold. Don't know. Never had it. Well, you come up and we'll get crumble. Oh boy, something to look forward to. Oh, absolutely. You eat them in the car in the parking lot, like you're one of those like Badlands Shugs guys. Okay, you know, <laughs> it's good. Oh, uh, uh, all right then. That's what me and the lady do, anyways. That's We're like, exciting. we want to get six crumble cookies the size of a truck tire, Ooh. and then hammer them in the parking lot. Yeah. Yeah, you you know me well. Yeah. Put them in the back seat. Turn the heat warmer on. <laughs> Friend of the devil, I see you. Keep them going. Um. So yeah. All right. Yeah, we'll see. That's uh, it's gonna be interesting. You'll you'll learn more. We're gonna keep again. I'm close. We'll keep doing stuff. We just can't vouch for the regularity of it. And you guys are just gonna have to deal with it. Yeah, you have to deal with it. And we're gonna try to branch out in a video. Don't let three hours worth of geography stand in between two titans of creativity. <laughs> As evidenced by how this show goes. I mean, this one was incredible. This one was fire. It's so good. It's, go- it's goaded, some would say. So good. So good. But, um, yeah, I will... I'll get a little sentimental with these guys for a minute. Okay, I'm just going to sit here and have some water. Part of my heart will always be in the Skimbo Lounge, which means a part of my heart will always be with you guys. You are dumb, awful, f- fat, stupid pig people. 
And I'm really going to miss getting to tell you that every single week. I'm out of water, so I'm just going to chew some ice. Look, girls, I love you. ASMR, don't you guys love that bit? Oh, it's so cold. Did you want me to eat the gross s'mores? It's too cold in my For old time's sake? Oh, my God. I got to swallow some. That'd be a great twist. Instead of me moving, you dying ends the show. <laughs> Rory choked on an ice cube. It was beautiful. Probably not good for my teeth, but whatever. Uh, it's not. I can tell you that. I have an inside tip from a dentist. <laughs> Don't chew ice, pens, or your fingernails. I uh, I only chew one of those. <laughs> yes. When my hair was long, I used to chew on that. Oh. And one time I had gum in my mouth. No, that's... And I chomped it right into my hair. That's really dumb. I got it out. Then you learned your lesson. And I learned my lesson. Mm-hmm. One at a time. Yep. <laughs> yeah, one at a time. <laughs> it was not, don't eat your hair. <laughs> it's just, can't do these things at the same time. I really grew as a person that day. That's beautiful. As I yanked gum out of my <laughs> luscious locks. It was beautiful. It was so beautiful. Glorious mane. It did. I, was, I got bullied a lot when I was eight. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But that's another story. For another pod. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, do you have anything you want to say before we... Nope, not really. I think you said it all. Take a little hiatus. I, I kind of, uh, I had the audience when I choked on that ice. I think you did, truly. What it says it better than that, guys. I mean, you were there for the laughs. You were there for the cries. Yeah. <laughs> you were there for all the gagging. Yep. So, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot to figure out in the next seven months, but, you know, we're all going to figure it out. And I was not kidding when I said part of my heart is always in Vermont. I said the podcast. Fuck that. Vermont. Got a lot of things to figure out. Do I want to come back here and put down roots? I'm sure you've thought of that. I mean, I'll probably be forced to one day. (laughs) (laughs) Reclaim your narrative. Do it intentionally. One of those things where eventually, like, maybe I get part or uh, some sort of, like, a house, you know, or something. I'm like, well, I can sell it and keep renting or I can go live in the house. (laughs) Hey, man. Much like moving for a job, that's a great excuse to do something. Yeah, great. It's so positive. You know? <laughs> Look at it that way. You're you're a glass half full guy now. No, I'm not. That's you know? Not what that means. <laughs> that's what this whole episode was about. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do, do you, though? Have, huh? you ever, have you ever thought about that? What, moving back to Vermont? Yeah, putting down roots here. I don't know, man. As somebody who, like, spent... Like uh, a lot of time after COVID trying to move back to New York only to find that it was basically impossible without selling my soul... Uh, it also makes me realize I'm like, well, I'm kind of stuck here, but also there's not really a lot going on for me here either. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. But when I talk like, I definitely want to put down my roots around here. If I was ever going to live anywhere, it'd probably be somewhere in the greater Burlington area. Sure. And that's just so uh, prohibitively expensive that it makes it such a daunting thing to look at. Well, yeah, like trying to get a house up there now yeah. it would be yeah, insane. Yeah. But, but maybe the world will fall apart a little more next year. The market will crash some more. Won't that be fun? Yeah, let's hope for it. Yeah. Maybe Andrew Tate pulls some wacky move. He's the new Speaker of the House. Yeah. You know? And he just voted Doesn't have Trump, to be a sitting member of anything. Congress. Matt Gates voted for Trump. Yeah, because he's a times. fucking idiot. He's a douchebag and a sycophant. He's a fucking idiot. He's not as smart as apparently those people who voted for him think he is. But that's what we'll leave it on right there. Matt Gates sucks ass. Matt Gates sucks ass. And where will we wind up? In the next seven months, you'll hear from us in that time. Don't worry. We can't promise you when. We can't promise you how. We can't promise you how much. Or if it'll be good. It probably won't be. Probably bad. But um, join us on this journey through the mind of two maniacs. Not really. We're not that cool or interesting. 
So the show. God damn it. <laughs> Just I'm drawing it out because it's the last one for a while. It's awful. I mean, we got like three <laughs> people listening at the end of this. Yes. I'm just going to skip forward a little bit. Honestly, like when I was thinking about us before doing this, I was like, is anyone still listening at all? Yeah, there's some people. I could have stayed here and we could have ended this. Yeah. Oh, well. That's all right. We'll see what happens. Do you have anything you would like to plug? (coughs) That's beautiful. It's a little wet. I really enjoyed that. It's the ice cube. Quite a bit. I'll take that one with me when I go to Portland. It's a little chunky. Well, for Earl Fat Tit Smith with the chunky burps. And for me, thank you, go fuck yourselves, and goodbye for now. At first I was afraid, I was petrified, kept thinking I could never live without you by my side. But then I spent so many nights thinking how you did me wrong, and I grew strong, and I learned how to get it wrong, and so you're back. From outer space I just walked in to find you here With that sad look upon your face I should've changed that stupid lock I should've made you leave your key If I'd have known for just one second You'd be back to bother me Go on now, go Walk out the door Just turn around now Cause you're not welcome anymore Weren't you the one who tried to hurt me With goodbye, you think I'm crumpled Think I'd lay down and die Oh no, not I I will survive Oh, as long as I know how to love I know I'll stay alive I've got all my life to live And I've got all my love to give I'll survive I will survive Bing bong